and I said, "All right, buckle up." That's right. So now I'm ready to talk about it. I have I have plenty of I have plenty of opinions. Now it's all fresh. The blurrier, the better. I'm saying. If I know anything about us, we love saying stupid things well ahead of time to be proven wrong. Did you just Did you just forget how to to do the basketball? We can't have any Yoko Onos on this team, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to get that thing. Uh, I actually took out my wife's wedding dress, and I, I put that in a box, put the predicting robe in the plastic container that her dress was in. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed, just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs, the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Clint, I didn't get you anything for our 50th episode. I apologize. Is that I, is uh, that paper or silver? I don't I'm not sure in podcasting episodes what uh, what the milestones are. Right. Um, but either way, we're here. We're 50 episodes in. Uh, how are you feeling? How are things? Feel, feeling great, man. You've had a busy week, Daniel. We've been gone. Now, we promised everybody we were going to do two episodes a week. We failed at that promise, but people don't... Well, we haven't failed yet. We could still get a second episode out this week. Well, we didn't do a second one last week. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so... You're right. Th- this is a new week, uh, but last week we we failed you, but don't, don't come at us uh, because we had a great reason for being gone last week. Uh, that's right. My, my wife did have a baby, uh, and so it's, it's really her fault. Yeah. You can blame her. Right. She blames you, Daniel, so might as well just she, keep the blame going around. Don't we all? Uh, yeah, so I'm running on about nine hours of sleep in the last uh, uh, six days. Right. So so I'm feeling good. Right. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to, you know, we just had a five-minute cram session where you caught me up to date on everything that's been happening in, yeah. in terms of Georgia You Georgia said, sports. I've been living under a rock for the past week. What's happened? And I said, That's "All right. right, buckle up." That's right. So now I'm ready to talk about it. I have <laughs> I have plenty of I have plenty of opinions. Now it's all fresh. It's all, it's fresh. all fresh. Uh, all right, we're this episode we are. Um, uh, we got to jump into basketball. We do. Georgia has played. Georgia has played three. Uh, big. Mm-hmm. Games against three big. Rivals, mm-hmm. uh, not rivals. I don't know, but big schools. Uh, some meaningful of which are rivals, games. Some, meaningful some games. of which are highly ranked, and um, Georgia has looked deplorable in all of them. Uh, Daniel, Daniel, you didn't, you didn't get. Now somebody might say, "Well, hold on, Daniel, you're you're working on nine hours of sleep in a week. Let's calm down, uh, Daniel. Even through your sleep-induced coma kind of goggles, you're right." You have seen accurately. It hasn't helped things being blurry, has it? It's just been a train wreck out there. Sometimes blurry is better. Yeah. Sometimes some of these shots that are being jacked up by this team 
the blurrier the better i'm saying yeah. give me all the internet lag that i can get right now because i don't want to see what happens when the ball leaves his hand that's no. that's how i'm feeling you're not alone um, coach crean and the rest of the steg felt your pain daniel they they were with you good golly um i will give you a positive right off the bat so we're going to jump into these three basketball games, sorry. Um, we got new coaches to talk about on the football team. We got a new defensive backs coach. Come on. We have some presumed promotions for the defensive coordinator position. Um, so we'll get into all that and what that means for us and what that means for Florida. And um, and then we might close the show with a little, a little just off-season fun. Maybe do some way too early prognostications. Because Daniel, if, if I know anything about us, we love saying stupid things well ahead of time to be proven wrong, and we're gonna do that. We love it so much that we intentionally record ourselves saying stupid things. Correct. So that you might be able to throw it back in our face. Right. We just we're out there giving you internet trolls something to troll us on. We're just we're feeding them and. We're fine with it. Um, we're fine. We're very fine with it. Yeah. Let's jump in. Let's jump into this basketball team. Mm-hmm. Um, man, Tom Crean, which are uh, obviously our condolences to Tom Crean's family and uh, yeah. the loss of his mother. Um, but purely in a basketball sense, right? How miserable does Tom Crean look? Just uh, at these press conferences, he this man does not like losing. No, and it, you you can tell it's starting to it's starting to get to him. He, he is, is getting chapped, frustrated. Yeah, to say the least, he hates this. This is not his desired outcome, clearly. But it's starting to crawl under his skin in a big way. There, these losses that we've had, Daniel, uh, some of them expected, but that doesn't take the sting out of them any less, because it's how we look as we are expecting to go through growth pains. It's how we're looking as we lose this game, these games, that really, really gets you down. And Tom Crean looks like he needs to go on some some medication in a hurry because it's bad. Yes. We, um, let's just recap. Yeah. Last three games. Um, Auburn, Kentucky, we played, Florida. We played Auburn. Uh, we gave up 93 points is that, to Auburn. Is that good, Daniel? Is that a lot? Is that? I I don't know. I, I see I see NBA teams scoring like one twenty six. Is that is that a lot? That's that's correct. Uh, ninety three points to Auburn. That game we scored seventy eight points. Auburn plays a style of basketball where they're just it's as many shots as they can get. They go uh, for volume. Man, analytics are their thing. Yeah, going for volume. So we actually looked. There were moments in that game where we looked competitive. No? Uh, in the Auburn game, there were moments where we flashed a great deal. Yes. Yeah, I was actually... I was actually get, we gave up 93 points. I was reasonably pleased with that yeah. effort. Absolutely. In, As in you the were Auburn watching game. it, Daniel, when you say you were reasonably... Pl- you, you were very pleasant to see the effort and uh, the play. Um, did you? Would you say that you had a a positive outlook coming out of Auburn. I would say that I still felt like 
this team... Just that game in a vacuum, no, nothing else. Just, yeah. just the Auburn game in a vacuum, how would you... Yeah, I would say I was still positive about this team. I still felt yeah. like this was a team that could sneak up on some people, get some big wins. You know, this was a road game against a, a highly ranked team. Now, since then, Auburn played Kentucky to the wire, Yeah, but then they went out and lost to South Carolina. Um, so, Ooh. Auburn is scuffling a little bit. They're two and three in the league right now. Uh, but, yeah, coming out of this game, I felt like, all right, we went on the road. We played against a, a, a really good team. And we, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of hung around mm-hmm. for, for bits of that game. And we had guys come out and, and play big in, in moments in that game. We did. So, yeah, I would say I was reasonably optimistic. Yeah, what I about was you? too. I, I was I was not even reasonably optimistic. I thought against what was at the time upper echelon competition, we looked competent. Now, now we looked outmatched on a couple of, of sides of the court, but we looked competent. We looked like we were putting together a compelling game on the road. Uh, like there was some fight in our bones. And gosh, I came out of Auburn thinking, all right. This is the team we thought we could be sneaking up on some people uh, where we got some good building blocks. So Auburn, I, I came out grading us. Uh, we lost. I get it. But I came out giving us like a B plus, A minus in that game just in a vacuum. I felt very good. Right. And then we got on this podcast and I, I think I said the Kentucky game was a game that we, we could really win. That's it. You did, Daniel. And, Daniel, you were you were bullish on Kentucky. <laughs> you came out and, and in the and in the first half of it. that Kentucky game, in that first half of that Kentucky game, that looked like it was right on. Daniel, we were, I turned on the game and I came midway through the first half. I, I I didn't record it. I didn't get to it in time, and so I came in midway through. And lo and behold, we were right there. We, I think we were even right leading there, at that it? point. Uh, we we did. We had some leads in the first half. Uh, thirty-five, thirty-one at Ooh. halftime. Ooh. And then Clint. No, no, no. We scored no. eight. We scored eighteen <laughs> points in the second half. Don't do me like that, Daniel. I I thought we were just gonna talk thirty-five, thirty-one against Kentucky. That was that was good. That was great. That was glorious. And then Clint, halftime. Clint, we scored eighteen points. Daniel, I'm in gonna the ask. Second half. I'm gonna give you a number. Okay. I'm going to ask you, you already know this, so let's play a little game. I'm going to give you a number, uh, and you're going to tell me what this number would be good. If, if I gave this number out, in what world it would be good, okay? Uh, 17. 17 <coughs> is, a, is a good number. You know, being the age of 17 <laughs> is kind of fun. You're not an adult yet. You're, you're like a junior, high school, yeah. life is your oyster. 17 is a, is a good number. Good age. You can drive. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, 17, maybe maybe you have, you know, maybe you've aged some, bottle-aged some whiskey 17 years. Hey, yeah. You know, that yeah. could be good. That's, fan- that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Maybe, maybe you are like a Patriots fan and you're about to celebrate <laughs> your 17th Super Bowl win in the last 18 years or whatever it is. Right. Whatever it's, whatever it's going to be. <laughs> Seventeen is a great is a great number, right? Uh, but but seventeen's not a good number, Daniel. If that's your field goal percentage, 
is it? No. 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 That's what our field goal percentage midway through the second half against Kentucky was. That's gross. That's absolutely. That's laughable. That's absolutely. That's just downright deplorable. It really is. And and then Clint, we followed up that effort with another home <sighs> game. <sighs> and we followed up that second half at Kentucky with the first half at Florida when we put up 23 points yep. in the first half of Florida. You understand yep. what I'm saying to you, Clint? In two consecutive halves of basketball, mm-hmm. Georgia scored four, 41. So that would be a complete game, right? You, two, that's a regulation halves. That's a regulation game. That's 41 in 40 minutes, Clint. In 40 minutes, we, we got 41. Uh, midway through the first half of Florida, I was fully anticipating just the theme music of like, like the circus came to town. It was bad, Daniel. It was, it was bad. And we played better in the second half. Well, that Yay. run we went on, I, I forget what the, the final tally on that run to take the lead. We came yeah. out, we came out strong and man, we blew all of our energy getting that run, and we looked good. And then we went back to first-half basketball. And the thing for me, hey, Hightower, bro, did you just forget what basketballing was? Did you just did you just forget how to, to do the basketball in all phases? <laughs> how to do the basketball. That's, 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 a, great, that's a great question. It's just... Uh, yeah, and that's and that kind of brings me around to let me lament about this. Yeah, oh. in so far, in three of our five SEC games, mm-hmm. we've scored fifty-two or less in more oh. than half of our conference games. So far, that's fifty-two or less. That's ugly. This offense is ugly. We cannot shoot the ball. Every single announcer, no matter what network we are on, no matter who is calling the game, every announcer who gets eyes on Georgia for the first time calling a game will use this phrase at some point. Man, the guard play from Georgia is just horrible. And what they mean is, those responsible for shooting outside can't shoot. There's none. There's no outside shooting on this team. I don't... It's... It's it's almost like nothing I've ever seen, but it's the reason it's like nothing I've ever seen is because of the absolute unflappable Tom Crane, mm-hmm. who just says, you know what, this is what we're going to do. Like, I don't, hey, I guys, don't care. Throw, throw it up, y'all. I don't care if you can't make it. We're just going to keep shooting it. Mm-hmm. Because confidence is more important to Tom Green than scoring points. Yeah, apparently. it is. I don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Which, look, man, I'm all for confidence. Uh, but, but yeah, this, this, this team just doesn't have the dudes. No. It just doesn't have the pieces, and I don't think Tom Crean needs to land every five star 
in the state of Georgia. That's not what I mean when I say dudes. You know, I'm not talking about, like, the kind of dudes we're talking about for Georgia football. But we just need specifically yeah. skilled people. And and this ain't them. Alright? Like, if you made two consecutive three-pointers when Mark Fox was the coach, you got benched. Right. Like that was his... That was his Go-to move was like, "Uh uh-oh, Tyree Crump's getting hot. Get him out. Get him out. Get him out of the game. We're going to shoot too many threes. We can't have that. So we just don't have any shooters on this team. Um, Rayshon Hammonds, Mm -hmm. my boy can't score. Where does he go, Clint? What what does he do in his spare time? And by spare time, I mean two-thirds of his SEC play minutes. Correct. What, you mean the time does, that he should be out on the floor doing the thing, again, doing the basketballing that he was does, brought to Does Georgia he have a do. hobby? Does he right. have a, some sort of – is he knitting? Is, is Jake Somewhere? from teaching those boys how to fly fish? Like, and they just is all he, caught up in trout fishing right now or something? Is he in some sort of book club out there? Because I'll tell you what he's not doing. He's not impacting the basketball game in a positive way for Georgia. No. This, this guy – we were we're nervous. Let me just say this. Going into SEC play, we'd had a couple games and there was some there was a little bit of anxiety about a couple of folks getting drafted. Mm-hmm. Play mm-hmm. Off this team. Yeah, how's how's that going, Dan? Can we just say that anxiety is past? I'm feeling it, peaceful. Yeah. I'm feeling peaceful and serene because <laughs> Ain't no one on this team getting taken in this NBA draft. Okay. Now look, I'm not I'm not saying that twenty twenty is not a possibility right. for some of these guys. And right, right. now, Rayshon Hammonds is a projected first round pick in twenty twenty. Sure. Um I don't know what they're projecting him to do in twenty twenty the college basketball season, but I hope it's I hope it's significant. I hope he's a first-round pick in 2020. Right. Um, I hope he wakes up from the mild coma that he's in currently. <laughs> he's got to be in love, Daniel. He's got to be smitten or something like that. That's right? what it is. He's got to be smitten. That's got to be what it is. It somebody to needs to go break that thing up. Yeah. Then. For yeah. the good of the team, yeah. somebody needs to go break that relationship right. up. Claxon, we be, can't have- be a good friend, all right, man? There's time later on. We can't have any Yoko Onos on this team, okay? You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, look, we got to get that if, thing. If she's there, when you're done, it was meant to be, okay? It was, it was meant to be, man. Uh, I think that's that's been the frustrating thing is, is you know, we kind of said going into the season, what would be a successful season? Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we had landed on I think rightfully so, was just development. Mm-hmm. It's clear now this team ain't going to win games. All right. And so, Georgia fan, just let's just. You let should it. have taken the under. Whatever the under was, you should have taken it. Let's let it go. Okay. We're going to win a game or two, and we might even beat a team. We're not, we might get hot from three, and we might even beat. I mean, we've got a million ranked teams on our schedule. So, yeah. like, we might beat yeah. a ranked team. But you know what? Take this approach. Take the approach of your kids in Little League and 
don't keep score. Don't do it. Don't. And that's by right. the way, competitive dad, don't come at me. Okay, dude. Like, just stop. Your kid ain't Mike Trout. If you think he is, you're lying. Okay, he's not. I'm, I'm coaching. I'm coaching my son's basketball uh, team this year, and in his last game, a parent got thrown out. Got thrown out of the game in an eight-year-old boys basketball game. Parent in the stands because he tried to go blows with the referee <laughs> over a traveling call in an eight-year-old boys basketball. That's what. So that's where we're at right now in Nashville. Just so we're just so, so we're just so we're totally clear, we have children raising children is what's yeah. happening in our society now. That's Gosh, great. that's fantastic. I, I, yeah. So absolutely. don't be that guy. Um, just be embrace the little league dad in which you're just out there watching some kids play a game and having some fun and cheer them on and be there. Uh, which. By the way, real quick, there is one group of people doing their job, Daniel. One one group of, of people doing their job. That's right. And and that's all of you who are packing out the steg right now. Uh, that's did I right. hear did I hear three straight sellouts? Is that what I heard? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Good on you. Fantastic. And Good look, on you. And, and gosh, I hope I hope we keep it going. Yeah. I hope we keep I hope we keep it going. I hope Go the students keep coming out. Cheer them on, guys. Um, I just want to know where's the development on this. Yeah. So I'm not mad about the wins and losses. I'm not. I'm not mad that we lost to Florida. I'm not mad that we lost to Auburn. I'm not mad that we lost to Kentucky. I'm not mad that we lost to Tennessee. Tennessee's the freaking number one team in the country. I mean, I'm not mad. I'm not mad that we lost those games. I, I'm mad because who's going to play on this team next year? Like who wants to be on the team next year? Hightower? Mm. Crump? Mm. Jo- Jordan Harris? Mm. Ty Fagan? Anybody? Does anybody want to be on the team Bueller. next year? Bueller. I just where where are we seeing guys take that next step? I just it's been that's been the thing that's been so disappointing to me about this basketball season. And maybe it's early still, maybe we'll see it. You know, is, maybe we'll begin. Is it to, early, Daniel? Is it early? I mean, it's not early in the season, but like it's early in terms of the fact that we still have lots of games left. We're not trying to okay. Okay. get to a certain record to no. make a tournament of of some kind. No, that that you ship know, has so, sailed. Forget that thing. That ship that ship has sailed. But it's early enough in the season that I mean, some of these freshmen and even some of these juniors. I mean, who's going to step up and yeah. be a player on this yeah. team? You know, we got some guys coming in next year that Crean wants, that Crean's recruited, mm-hmm. that Crean clearly has gone after. So you get the feeling they're going to fit the system. They're going to be the kinds of guys that he is looking for. Mm-hmm. But who's, who's he going to run out there with them? I just haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any anyone really impress me to be honest there's not i mean claxton has certainly had moments where he's been impressive i just i'm not impressed with anybody else on this team no for a minute i thought it was going to be amanze i really thought he was going to be the guy that was what game was that he did he did this incredible i forget what game it was about five six games ago now where he had a bandy game 
Yes, it was the Vandy. That's exactly right. He looked darn good. I, I had the same excitement. Yeah. And then he went all ghost on us as well. Can I reframe, Clint, what success for UJ basketball looks like at this point in the season? And this is full stop. Forget about everything else, Georgia basketball fans. Keep selling out the stag. Don't forget yeah, about that. But don't forget about that. Forget about forget about everything else. Let me Except tell for... you in two words what success for UJ basketball this season looks like. And those two words are Anthony Edwards. That's it. Clint. That's it. That is now the measuring stick for success. Crean, go go ahead and start giving off duties, your daily duties, and start just holding a hand of a, of a young boy and, and bringing him to UGA and saying, let me show you how great it is here at uh, We lose every game this year, and, and, and somehow – this this kid decides to come to Georgia. I just I'm gonna tell you, Clint. It's there's I I wouldn't even listen to the rumors that UJ was involved for Anthony Edwards. If you don't know who Anthony Edwards is, mm-hmm. do yourself a favor and hit the Google machine and just watch just watch a little tape. He's the number one player uh, in the country, and um, he's he's a kid out of Atlanta, obviously, and he's fantastic and. Right now, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at three, four, five articles. One of them from a like a Kentucky fan, like a our Kentucky hoops site from SB Nation. That uh, that is talking about how Anthony Edwards was on campus at UK. What's his recruitment is like? And then the headline of this article is, "But is Georgia too far ahead?" Come on. What? Come on. Um, is Daniel, this... are you used to that as a UGA basketball player or basketball fan? Are you used let to me that? Tell, let me tell you exactly what I'm used to as a UGA basketball fan. Disappointment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, let me, tell, let me tell you. Ask me if I think UGA has a prayer for Anthony Edwards. Daniel, do they Ain't... have a prayer? Not a prayer. No, they don't. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Where are you? But going? listen, there's no there's some there's some dudes from rivals, there's some dudes from twenty four seven, and more and more people are starting to jump on the train of projecting Anthony Edwards to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh and if that happens, you can forget about this year. Mm-hmm. You can forget about this. You can forget about this season. Come on. This season was a wild success. Yes, it was. Uh, and did you hear? This is kind of why I'm bringing this up right now. Did you hear after the Kentucky game? Uh huh. Somebody was asking Tom Crean about Hagen's. Uh huh. And and Tom Crean said, "I barely know that kid. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't recruit him. I don't. I don't know anything about him. Uh, he went to Kentucky. Good for him." And then he said, "We'll we'll get our guy. We'll get our guy that wants to come to Georgia." Yeah. And I thought, Ugh. "Okay, Tom, go get Tom, him then." Tom is bullish. Go get him. Go get him, Tom. Uh, uh, Daniel, let's let's hit the clutch. Let's shift gears. Yeah. Let's do hit, it. Hit that clutch let's hard. Get to, let's get to football. Let's get to football. Uh, this week, 
UGA made a higher. Cincinnati. <laughs> That's two uh, Patriots references so far on the podcast. Daniel, you still you still mad, bro, about last year Super Bowl? You still you still mad, bro? That was two that was two years ago, and I'm always mad. Okay. <laughs> but but just damn it if I don't want Jazz Hand Sony Michelle to get all the things that he wants in this life. You know what I'm saying? UGA fans, we win Sony, in this game. We Sony, win in this game. You want Boss Sony Andrews Michelle. and Sony Michelle going ahead and dancing in the end zone, getting rings? Go get That's you right. some. Do it. How about Todd Gurley? Oh, yeah. Tell me tell me you don't want to see that guy smiling ear to ear. Best, with the... best running back on the planet. Oh, my word. Uh, uh, also, real quick, D Ford. Auburn player. Thanks, bro. Thanks mm-hmm. for for not doing your job. Every Appreciate that. Every other time you lined up, you did it, except for one time. So mm. was that significant that time? Was that a was that a big play? Just um, Okay. We di- we digress. Uh UGA hired a new assistant coach. They did? He is a DB coach. Charlton okay. Warren is now uh, in red and black for our dogs. He's going to coach up the DBs. And Daniel, Kirby Smart went straight cold-blooded killer on us. And Daniel, I want to get your thoughts on this Charlton Warren hire. How how thrilled are you with the DB coach out of Florida coming over and coaching up our secondary? <laughs> well, the man accepted a promotion. He did. And so you cannot fault a man. For accepting a promotion. Listen, if I'm the assistant manager at uh, Kmart. That's that's being generous. I was going to say Quickie Mart, but yeah, sure. And somebody offers me the store manager position at Target. Right. I'm going to go ahead and move across the street. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to accept the promotion. And that's exactly what happens. What happened to our friend Charlton. Um, Kirby just said, you know what? I want that guy. I'll go. I'll I'll have him now. Sam Pittman, Kirby, Kirby, and Sam were having lunch, and uh, Sam asked him. He said, "Hey, coach, who do you want?" And he goes, "There's this guy I just met. Ran into him. He's Florida DB coach." And Sam just stared him down and said, "Do you want him?" Kirby's like, "Yeah, I, I do want him." Sam said, "Then go get him, because what I want, I go get, coach." And Kirby took that little pep talk and said, "Let's go do it." Yeah. Listen, I'm um. This guy was not on my radar. I don't know if he was on your radar. Not one bit. This guy was not on my radar, but um, but yeah, I love it. I was going to love any hire that Kirby made because I think we, I mean, Kirby has been a defensive backs coach his entire life. And so right. there's a position on the field that you really feel we were in good hands with. Right. It was going to be that one. Um... The fact that this hurts Florida, mm-hmm. the fact that this is just Kirby Smart taking a dump in Dan Mullen's backyard, <laughs> you know, and then and then not not doing anything but not cleaning it up, just again staring him down and pointing at it as he walked away, staring Dan That's down, right. just saying, "There it saying, is, Dan. Dan, go pick that up. Go pick that up for me, bro. Uh, no, this is. I am. The more I read, the more I am." thrilled with this hire first of all i'm thrilled because florida fan is pissed 
right oh now, Oh my Daniel. gosh, they're off the rails. They like, are off the rails mad at this. Off the rails. Like, as much as Tennessee believes they've won the offseason yeah. and Tennessee fan is off the rails, now that this has happened, Florida fan has just lost their daggum mind. They have. They are. They, yeah. They, they don't understand how in the world this could happen. Right. To them. Because they because, have all the momentum, Clint. Because Daniel, you know they're, that, but they're, they're the program pointing on the rise. They're ascending. Dan Mullen is our savior. He's taking us to the promised land. Why would anyone leave Dan and the swamp? Oh, wait a second. Huh. Funny how that happens. So for all of you yep. UGA fan uh, that was freaking out about who we're going to hire next, just calm down. Because here's what here's what Kirby did. He hurt another program. He got a well-respected, well-liked, well-appreciated DB coach who brings some energy, some fire. And Daniel, you know what else he brings with him? to? What else does he do? What else does he do? I don't know if you know, Daniel. uh, What do people pay premium subscriptions for year-round to get forum feeds on during the year? Uh, That's recruiting news. The crack cocaine of college sports. <laughs> it really is. That's exactly what it is. It is the designer drug of all of us. We just can't stay away from it. Our nose can't be kept clean. Uh, yeah, and what did we say that position coach's number one respons- uh, what was responsibility that? is on a college football team? To persuade young men to come play at that university? Is that their one number one job? That's correct. Yeah. And uh, this guy has connections in one of the most talent-rich, I didn't say the most, I said one of the most talent-rich states in the nation. Uh, essentially, Charlton Warner and Kirby Smart, they should be they should be billing these hours as charitable. They're just trying to get young men out of their deplorable situation in Florida. That's all they're trying to do, guys. They're just trying to do right by, by God and by their family and get young men out of a bad situation. That's absolutely right. I there's late night infomercials on TV, uh, begging you to give money to get right. young people out of Florida. Right, right. Because I mean, it's there's piano nothing happening is playing down in there. the background. There's nothing going on, guys. That's uh, right. And so, yeah, this they're just also, showing black and white. They're showing black and white images of somebody passed out outside of a Seven Eleven with a half a bag of Doritos. Uh, <laughs> And uh, just and then some old guy with a white beard comes on the screen begging you to get your fifteen cents a day is enough (laughs) to get one young person out of Florida. Daniel, you probably already know this because uh, you're much less analog than I am. Um, But I was regaling our podcast with somebody here, uh, and they took my phone and said, "Hey, go on Twitter and look at the Florida man." And I said, what? Oh, yeah. And they said, yeah, just oh. just type in Twitter feed, the Florida man. Uh, and it's the best Twitter feed the, there is. It's the greatest. So if you greatest, are like me. Just headline after headline. If you're like me and you're behind the eight ball on technology, uh, do yourself a favor. Make a Twitter feed and just follow one. Just follow the Florida man because it's just. Follow, hell- follow Dog's Podcast. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Also, yeah. also with that. Follow us. Um <laughs> Because it's just it's just headline after headline of a Florida man and then dot 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 followed by the most ludicrous stories in the entire world that only you can find in Florida. Right. It's, 
glorious. So uh, fantastic. this guy's bringing with him those ties. He knows Florida really well. He's also bringing huge implications of a young man that was on campus uh, this last week, Elam, uh, highly regarded DB out of Florida uh, that Kirby wants to land as a recruit, hitting golf balls into yeah, the stadium. I mean, by the way, you, sure. got a, you got a night and the stadium light flips on and you're just hitting golf balls into the West End. Just everybody wants to do that. Yeah, real ugly, real ugly slice. Well, that kid's got though. Well, Let's not. Well, well when when he, when he gets here, he'll we'll we'll coach him up. Okay. Yeah. No, that's what we need uh, to. Georgia's we, golf team would not should not stand for that. No, it should not. <laughs> so, um. Yeah. You feel you feel good then. I about feel this, great. I like this, this hire. The more I read about it, uh, I didn't have him on a radar either. I didn't know who Charlton Warren was until two weeks ago when rumors started popping up that Kirby ran into somebody and then the hire came. Um, But the more I read and the more this makes sense for us, the more it's a very strategic hire. So hear that, dog fan. This is a very strategic hire by Kirby. He said, just like he did with Cooley and, and everybody else on the offensive side of the ball, just like with Hartley, this is strategic to get players to Georgia so they can get coached up so they can hit the field and he he had a very specific person in mind with ties to Florida so I I'm thrilled yeah I'm thrilled and and again it was going to be real it was going to be real hard pressed for me to not be thrilled yeah that's true because listen Uh, George's Kirby's not going to go out and hire some sort of like Monty Kiffin type you know like curmudgeon no uh no personality you know, he was going to go hire a young, energetic, up-and-coming star on the rise yep. type of guy. I yep. mean, just look at his hires. The, look at the hires he's made. You know, like that's – those are the guys that, that Kirby's hiring. And so I love it. you knew that's what you were going to get. Uh, so we have more hiring news or non-news but rumors. We don't have a DC, Daniel. What if no, – if Or I, do we? We what do have I, every position filled on the defensive staff, so there we, we go. do have a DC in there somewhere. Somewhere. So what if I told you we not we, we don't have one DC, but Daniel, what if I told you we got two DCs? What would you say to that? Well, if you have two, you know the old saying: if yeah. you have two quarterbacks, Clint, you have none. You really have you really have none. Right. I don't know if that applies to DCs. Uh, I don't care who they give that title to. I just could not. I could not care less. If everybody on that staff is happy mm-hmm. and everyone is motivated and feeling the pressure and uh, and satisfied with with their place in Georgia, I'm happy. Uh, I don't care who. You call it whoever you want. Doesn't right. matter. Title's just a title, man. Uh, there are rumors surfacing that... Georgia is going to hire from within or promote from within and make not one defense coordinator, but co-defensive coordinators with Schumann and Lanning uh, or Lanning and somebody else. We, we don't know all the specifics, but it does seem that to hire a DB coach and then say, okay, let's get a DC and then say, well, wait a second. What if we just kept it in house? Um, I, I don't care about this. I think, I think back in the day, this would have been much bigger news. Uh, but I think currently, sure, give me give me co-defensive coordinator, give me co-head coach. I, I don't care. Are you guys getting the best players and the best plays, put them in the right position to win games? Go have fun. 
Uh, and as long as you're having fun and you're well taken care of, um, I, I don't need a big splash DC hire on this end. Agree. Totally agree. And wasn't really expecting one. Uh, no. You know, not at least not in the last several weeks it, right you know it kind of seemed like that that definitely wasn't going to be what happened so yeah um so yeah no i'm perfectly happy with the way that this is all shaken out great and i'm anxious to see what the finalized announcements are when they come out um all right daniel hey let's wrap up the show by doing this let's let's do it this is going to be our final we're going to not going to spend too much time daniel Let's play a little prognostication where we say, starting right now, if you can look into the crystal ball, so so we're not we're not getting predicting robes on. Those only come out in season, not right now. Those are serious. Those are serious. serious. This is our right predi- now. Those are in storage. Yeah, they the are predicting uh, robes have been put in storage, vacuum sealed. Uh, I actually <laughs> took out my wife's wedding dress and I I put that in the box and <laughs> put I put that in. <laughs> put the predicting robe in the plastic container that her dress was in. I think she'll uh, understand. She'll she gets it. She understands. She's a good woman. She'll understand. She, she'll understand. Um, I want to ask you who on this team has the best shot of making the preseason All SEC team when that is announced before the season. Who who do you think is going to land on that list? Um. All right. I've got. Preseason all SEC all SEC. This could be first, second, or third team. First, second, or third. Correct. Yes. All right. Because all these guys won't be first team, but no. I think the preseason all SEC players from the offensive side of the ball are Jake Fromm, mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift, mm-hmm. Andrew Thomas, and mm-hmm. Ben Cleveland, and I mm. think that's it. Really. I think that's it. Ooh. Um, yep, that's what I'm. That's what I've got, and I just don't see a guy like JJ Holloman. Yeah, I was gonna ask about making him. that making that list. I just don't see a guy like uh, Isaiah Wilson making that list. Um, yeah, I I think. I think there's some. I think there's going to be some rhetoric around the Georgia program next year. Mm-hmm. That I'm gonna be honest with you. This is. I'm really looking forward to. Mm. I'm really looking forward to this rhetoric, because I think the rhetoric around the Georgia football program next year is going to be, look at how much they lost. Mm-hmm. Look at all those players. In the NFL. Look at all those guys that l- declared early. Look at all those guys that are no longer on campus. Who's going to step up to fill Elijah Holyfield team leading rushing yards? Who's going to step up to be the go-to receiver mm-hmm. now that McCole Hardman, Riley Ridley, and Terry Godwin are gone? Who are they going to throw to? When they need a clutch catch now that Isaac Nod is gone and they threw to him four times when they needed a clutch catch in his entire UGA career. We threw two back-to-back out routes when we needed a field goal before half. Yeah. That is Isaac Nod in a nutshell. Uh, 
and I'm I'm and so I I think you're going to have a some preseason uh, omissions on the because I think you're quite frankly Georgia's um, Georgia's going to have some guys like um, whoever wins the cent- the starting center job. Yep. Who could very well be on an end of season all SEC team. Right. Very easily. Uh you're gonna have guys like Dominic Blaylock, who could ease very easily be on an end of the year. You find all that all, team. all position or all purpose all SEC, you give me you give me odds on Blaylock getting first, second, or third team. I will make good odds on that. I'll put some coin down on that. Cause... And then yeah, and then a guy like JJ Holloman, I think is gonna has a legit shot to emerge as a dominant receiver, but I just don't know that he's going to be getting all the love. Yeah, preseason. Yeah. Uh. And I'll carry that one step further. I'm curious to know who you think is is on the defense as we move to the defensive side of the ball, because I think I have one name that I think will make a first, second, or third team All SEC def- uh, team. As a defensive player for Georgia, one name. That is currently one more than I have, Daniel. Wow. Okay. You may have just forgotten that J.R. Reed is coming back. J.R. Reed is not going to make. No, not the media is not mad at J.R. Reed like you are. <laughs> oh, okay, because because J.R. Reed, I, I I know that you have a scully. This is as much as I know about you. He was first team All SEC, I think preseason last year. Uh, he'll be, he will be a second or third team All SEC player. Yeah. Uh, the defense is even more so going to be just snub city, where not necessarily even snubs. It's no. going to be guys. The defense is going to be better than it was last year, but the the known commodities are going to be so much less going into the season. And I think coming out of the season, you're going to have guys like Jordan Davis emerge as unanimous yeah. all-SEC type players. Yeah. Uh, but but Jordan Davis doesn't have a prayer no. of making it on a preseason all-SEC team. Yep. Uh, and certainly neither does... Uh, you know, any of the DBs or any of the linebackers, right? you know, uh, any of the sophomore linebackers that we've talked so much about or whatever. But I think you'll see a lot of those guys emerge as we go through the season. Uh, yeah, it's not because I'm not high on our defense. I'm very high on our defense. I think we're going to have a better unit than last year, uh, save for one position. Uh, that will be a giant crater-like hole for, I don't know, until Elam comes on, maybe. Um, but our defense is going to be good. I like our defense. I just think everybody's going to look at it, and they're not going to have any names. I, you know who's probably going to have more votes, all-SEC team, than anybody else? That's a first-year guy. That's, that's Nolan Smith might get more votes by the media for all-SEC than any of our current players. 
it's hard. It's hard to make an All SEC team as a freshman linebacker. I, I mean, this well, is the I, SEC. I, I get that. I I know. I'm I'm using a bit of hyperbole to say. I think when you look down this list, more people will know his name and think he could do well than the rest yeah. of our players on our defense, which is a shame because we got some studs that I'm thrilled for. But I don't think any of our players, maybe maybe JR, because I am, I am personally still very upset at you, JR, but that's okay. Uh, prove me wrong, brother. Uh, and then, of course, Rodrigo is going to be somewhere in there. He's going to be... Uh, oh, yeah, Rodrigo. We didn't do special teams. Uh, we didn't need Rod- to because... Rod- Go ahead and yeah. pen, pencil him in for a first team. At That's the first team. That's the first team. Yeah. Yeah. There's no no doubt about it. Um, That's it, Daniel. Gosh. Way too early prognostications. But it, it, is but it ever too early? too early? It's not too it's early. Never, it's never no. too early. It's never too early. All right. We are, um, as of right now, yeah. pending my ability to get any sleep. Um. We if, that's are, what, if that's what it's pending on, Daniel, I have very <laughs> low hopes. Very little hope. Um, as of right now, our plan is to be back. Um, uh, we have got um, uh, we got our buddy Jake mm-hmm. coming back on the show from yeah, UGA Hoop Fans Twitter fame. Um, he's going to be back on the show. We're going to try to get another episode out on Friday. And so, of this week. So, yep. two episodes this week, just like we promised. We're going to get it, people. We're going to get it. Uh, so, check back <laughs> it, with us then. It may be Weekend at Bernie's style, where I'm just dragging <laughs> Daniel's lifeless body across the finish line. That's already what this feels like, just so <laughs> just so we're clear. That's, feels like I'm wearing sunglasses and a Hawaiian shirt. And... And my mouth is just sort of randomly moving as someone talks for me. Oh, man, Weekend of Bernie's. What a great movie. What a great man. what a great flick, man. What a great movie. Gosh. How many times can a dead uh, guy be hit on in a comedy? You know? So many times. <laughs> so many times. Fooled them all. Bernie fooled them all. Bernie's just a good-looking dude, man. You get You get chicks picking up on you when you're dead. Good on you, man. He's got that, I mean, yeah, he's got that Magnum P.I. mustache. He's got that, those sunglasses, that Hawaiian shirt. Bernie. Bernie knows what's up. Um, all right. That's it for us for today. We'll be back later in the week. Um, you guys have a great rest of your week, and we will talk to you later. See ya.